You're listening to the Business Made Simple podcast, where we help you discover what's wrong with your business, then show you how to fix it. I'm your host, Donald Miller. All right, let's be honest. Is your social media truly growing your business? I know you got a social media post. You got you put out Instagram. You got LinkedIn. You got a little Facebook. You got that one video on YouTube that you put out five years ago. Is it actually growing your business? Do you have any sort of philosophy about it? And here's my question. Could you actually work just as hard on social media as you're working now and get twice, three times, four times the results? Are you getting leads from your social media? If not, we got a great conversation today. Today we've got Tyler Ginn, and Tyler is our Vice President of Marketing and Sales here at Business Made Simple. And recently, we've made a really, really great strategic effort and push forward on social media for both our story brand and business made simple channels. Not for me personally. My personal channel is pictures of my daughter and pictures of my dog. But for business made simple and story brand, we've made great headway and we don't like succeeding unless we tell you how we did it. So if you are wondering what to do with your social media, you are going to love my conversation today with Tyler Ginn. Tyler, we've tried for a long time to create good social media channels, and it was pretty much hit or miss. Let's just be honest. It's, it's been a labor of love. Media, right. Yes. We brought in Marley Joseph. Yep. She's come in under you and has really just focused fully on this. And, and I knew that things had gotten a lot better when I was scrolling through Instagram, and I saw a post on somebody's channel, and I thought to myself, why don't we do posts that are this good? And I went to find out who it was, and it was us. <laughs> yes. You are always sending me Instagram direct messages of, we should do more stuff like this, and I'm sending them back and forth to you. So I remember that day that you sent me that message about our post. I'm it's through. working. Yeah. yeah, Our plan is working. Yep. Let's first talk about the problem that most of our listeners have when it comes to social media. You've really identified four things that are wrong with most companies' social media posts. And let's be clear, it doesn't matter if it's a solopreneur doesn't matter if it's a small company. doesn't matter if it's a giant company. Most of them are doing four things wrong. What are those four things? Yeah, I mean, the first big thing is there's just no clear goals. Just like everything else in your business, social media is an investment. And that really was. You talked about the shift that we made. It wasn't a big, heady shift. We just said, we treat everything in our business, including in our marketing, like an investment. Social media should be no different. And when we're investing in something, we have clear goals for it, for our, our main channels, for anything, again, that we do in our business. And we wanted social media to be the same way. So many business owners just do not have clear goals. If they're on social media, and I know a lot of business owners that are listening today may even be intimidated by social media and haven't even stepped forward into it. But the ones that have, and we hope to give those people a plan too, but the ones that have just don't have clear goals. If you really sat them down and said, what is social media doing? How is it contributing to the growth of your company? they wouldn't be able to answer that question. And, you know, before we even get there, I would say the company actually has, our company and every company should, has three clear economic priorities, economic objectives. And ours is we want to increase the number of people in our online platform. We want to increase the number of business-made simple coaches that are out there serving entrepreneurs and solopreneurs. And we want to increase the number of story brand certified guides out there making sales funnels for our clients. Those are the three priorities. Now that we know the three priorities of the company, and they're all economic priorities, how do you actually determine what a good goal is for your social media? What are some examples of a good goal? So we work backwards from there. The goals of the company are very clear. And so everything we do in marketing is going towards those three goals that you just listed. And we are the makers of the sales funnel. So anything we do in marketing, we're saying, 
how is this contributing to our sales funnel? And that's really where social media sits. A goal for us, we look at lead generation. That's the goal. So in, in marketing, we own our lead generation scoreboard. That's the lead measure we're looking at for the health of the company, the health of our products. And a big piece of that is leads. So whenever we're looking at a really clear goal, we have goals for the story brand and business made simple channels that are we actually adding email addresses to our funnel through social media? Are we putting out valuable content that people then want and will opt in for our resources then show on the back end how that is turning into more customers for those three goals that you just listed? So we have a really, really clear Are they measurable? Path. Are you saying we want 200 leads a month off of this channel and 600 leads a month off this channel? Absolutely. When we're looking at our month-to-month leads, social media has its very own piece of that. And we're looking at the leads that come in through social media, and we know what those leads are worth to us and how many of those actually turn into customers. So it's absolutely measurable. When we talk about an investment, that's what it comes back to. Social media should be measurable, and you should really be able to tell a clear story as to how it's growing your company. And also, there's a cadence of meetings that keep you accountable to hit those numbers. It's not good enough just to have a number and then don't talk about it. You actually say, well, we wanted 600, we got 400, what went wrong, what worked, let's duplicate best practices, let's get rid of things that aren't performing so we can get to the 600 next month. Absolutely. Those meetings are super important. We make sure that we don't lose track of that. And even once a month, as the, the head of our marketing, I'm going in front of our directors and our team, and we're reviewing that lead gen scoreboard together for that accountability. And we all have eyes on what our email campaigns are doing, what social media is doing, all of our key marketing channels and social media. We're looking at that every month. Okay. The next mistake that most companies make is too many competing priorities. And social media is a minefield for this yeah. because you want to do so many things with it. You want to sell products and generate leads. You want to put out more Instagram reels. You want to highlight your team. There's so many different things that you want to do with social and it just becomes too many priorities and you don't do any of it well. When you want to do all of the things on social media, you don't do any of it well. And we see that time and time again. And again, these are mistakes. It's, this is hard-earned wisdom. You know, some things <laughs> yeah. that we've done and we figure out, hey, this isn't working. Let's be really clear on the priority. And, and once again, once you know those clear company goals, and for us that we want to use social media to capture email addresses and talk to people that want to go deeper into our content – that helps make our priorities really clear. It, it helps filter out a lot of other things that we could do on social media. Can you have just one priority or, or are there two? Are you going to say, look, this month we're going to highlight some members of our staff or we're going to try to recruit some talent. We're also going to try to get people to download our lead generator that would cause them to become a coach down the road. I mean, how, how many is too many? I would say there is still that one main priority. And again, for is that us- per month or per channel? Per social media. <laughs> I mean, speaking for story brand and business made simple- we want to capture email addresses through social media. Now, the important part is you've got to work back from that. I mean, the way you do that, and we'll talk a little bit more about it in a second, is put out valuable content and give your audience what they want and stick to the priority that you have and give them really great value. Remind them of the problem that you solve and how you're going to make their life better. You need to be consistent doing those types of things so that you can actually, whenever you do ask for an email address, or ask somebody to attend a webinar that you're hosting, or ask them to download the PDF, that they want more of what you're offering. So there's a lot of different things, some pieces that you have to put together from the content side to make sure that once you deliver that clear call to action, that people actually act on it. But for us, it really is that one clear priority. We're talking about growing the business. We're talking about showing how social media is connected to revenue growth through product sales. Again, as the head of marketing, that's the stuff I want to see at the end of the day. Yeah. And so it really is that one big priority that's the true north for social for us. 
Okay, the third mistake that most companies make, chaotic investment strategy. So when you have no clear goals and you've got too many competing priorities, it might be a shock to know that, yeah, your investment strategy is going to be a little bit chaotic. And again, with social media, you can get a little bit blind to it. There's just so many different channels out there that you can be a part of. You're trying to do too many things at once. Now, for a small business, that may look like there isn't one person that really owns social media. So it depends on who's jumping onto your account that day and, and posting different things. If it's a larger business, maybe your teams aren't aligned and just social media is not speaking to your customers the same way you are in other areas of your marketing, your audience feels that chaos and it really does some damage to your brand. And again, I, I want that to be a little bit of a wake-up call for people that are listening that again, maybe would say, ah, I think we're breaking a couple of these social media rules. When you talk about putting your customer first, making the customer the hero, those are the types of things they feel when your investment strategy is chaotic and you're on different channels and posting just totally different things depending on the day. And some days you're asking for an email address, some days you're highlighting your team, some days you're focusing on an award you won. It's not consistent. When you think about the profiles and the accounts that you follow that you really, really enjoy, they're consistent. You know exactly what you're going to get and they offer a ton of value. There's probably three or four business entrepreneur type accounts that I follow. Basically, it's paradigm shift after paradigm shift that offers me wisdom. But they are consistent in delivering the value that you want and you have found to be helpful and you're going to keep coming back there. Because, I mean, nobody goes on social media wanting to be sold to. (laughs) And so it's all of that value that they're giving you is, is helpful and you keep going back and you know what to expect. All right, the fourth mistake you've got is they measure all the wrong things. I'd imagine this goes back into... You're not measuring the leads that you're getting. You're measuring likes and loves. It's the vanity metrics, (laughs) likes, (laughs) loves, impressions, (laughs) even followers. And again, social media is tricky this way because you can be getting the first three things wrong. You can be making those first three mistakes and still looking at measurements that look good to you. You might say, hey, that picture we put up of our team, that got the most likes of any post we've ever done. You've probably got a lot of friends and family following (laughs) of your staff. So what you're saying is that pictures of my daughter, Emmeline, are not actually getting us email addresses. I'm glad. I'm glad that we're finally getting to tackle this. This whole episode was a big ruse to get to this point right here. <laughs> no, there are never too many pictures of Emmeline. That's my personal account. It would be nice if occasionally the business would post them, but Marley just won't do it. I send them to her every we'll, day. We'll have a talk about that. <laughs> yeah. But that's a great, that's a great point. Because I think what people really feel like is they're failing because only eight people like this. I mean, if you're a consultant or a coach out there and you post something that gets eight likes, but that post was for a webinar where you get six to seven highly qualified people to sign up on a monthly retainer for your coaching or consulting services, that was a really successful post. And because you're not making the mistakes that we've talked about earlier, your scoreboard is very different than a lot of people's scoreboards. You were looking at leads or you were looking at people signing up for your free webinars, free events, or maybe even you know scheduling a free call with you. Once you get really clear on that goal and that scoreboard that you're looking at month to month, you get so much clarity around what you're doing on social media and you really start to treat it like an investment. And that's the whole idea of this shift of how we have looked at our social media and what we just want more business owners to do. Okay, let's get into coaching these up to 200,000 small business leaders who are listening right now. I would say 70% of them haven't posted anything on social media in a long time. Let's be honest. Yes. You know, we're in our 30s, 40s, and sometimes 50s, and we're just kind of over it a little bit. Or at least we have a personal account, and occasionally we reluctantly go on and say we're having a sale, and I'm so sorry, I hate to do this to you, but could you go over and look at it? Tell us all listening, coach us 
on actually creating good social media channels? What are some best practices? What I love about working for Business Made Simple and knowing our listeners, and I know these are a bunch of people that want to grow their business. They want to do the things that grow their company. And they also care a ton about their customers. And one of the things we say all the time is your social media is not about you. I think there's a big segment of people out there that are just over it. There's probably an algorithm changing as we speak. You know, why would I even step into this? You would step into it because there are customers, prospective customers out there for you. There is an audience of people who need the product or service that you provide, and you can meet them on social media. You can talk to them. You can consistently remind them of the problem your business solves, how you can make their life better, and you can call them to action on social media. And that little bit of a shift of your social media is not about you. And if you're breaking that rule on social media, you know, try not to, Can you know, focus back on your customer. But for people out there who are thinking, gosh, I just don't know, I've got other parts of my sales funnel are doing okay. Why would I step into this? I would say there's just a huge opportunity and we've seen it. And if you'll, you know, follow some of these things we're going to talk about, it really will be beneficial. First of all, keep in mind, your social media is not about you. Continue to make the customer the hero. And what does that mean in, in practical application? So it, it means, you. first of all, you really have to know who your customer is, and you need to talk to your customer to understand that, because so much of social media is about providing valuable content. I said it earlier, nobody goes on social media wanting to be sold to. So if you're going to provide value, and you're going to continuously remind the people following you what problem you solve and how you're going to make their life better, you have to know who your customer is. If you start to think about creating social media content that does that, that actually makes the customer the hero, that for a lot of small business owners who really know their customer and how good their product or service is, it kind of takes some of the mystery out of social media. Some of these vanity metrics we talked about, it it takes some of that away because anyone can go on social media and continue to talk about the value they provide, give a quick tip in the area of your expertise, and then show someone how to implement that. And then remind them that you can help them do that further if they schedule a call or visit your landing page. That takes some of the mystery out of social media. That's not hard to do. And again, you are going to imprint yourself in your customer's mind as the company or the person who can help them. Yeah, really what you're talking about is just guiding them in your area of expertise. If you own a pet store, if you do financial consulting, if you sell real estate, having customers who just bought their dream house standing in front of their dream house saying, the Gens just got their dream house, I'm so excited. One smart move that they made was they stayed within their budget. And just one smart move that they made standing in front of their dream house. If you're a real estate agent, your followers are going to go through the roof because everybody wants a dream house and they want to know how to do it smartly. That is such a great example. You're spot on. And especially for real estate agents. I mean, that's, I think we, if anybody's on Instagram or Facebook, a lot of times that same post would maybe just be a couple standing in front of the house, deal closed. Fine, but a little bit maybe more about the real Here's estate agent. Here's one smart move that they made. It's just a small shift in what you're probably already doing if you're on social. Or again, if you're thinking about stepping into it, it's just that little bit of a tip or something Even that you... better, Tyler, yeah. would be one smart move that we made together. It, and then you go, well, if you want to make smart moves, you got to go with this real estate Exactly. Agent. Yeah. I'm going to give you that strategic edge. Yeah, absolutely. You talk about some good coaching advice is to have a controlling idea. You're right. Everything we do. Well, I think we got to explain to everybody what a controlling idea is. Yes. It's just that it's the one thing you are going to be known for or the one thing that someone will remember if you're giving a speech. But for us with social media, all of the things we talked about earlier, so many mistakes, the chaotic investment strategy or no clear goals, competing priorities, 
if we're clear on the controlling idea of social media of what someone gets when they follow story brand or business made simple, it is just another fantastic filter to make sure that we actually deliver the value that we say we're going to deliver. And ultimately, that we stay consistent and put out content on a daily, weekly basis that grows the company, that generates leads, that contributes to revenue. So a controlling idea, let's go back to our real estate agent. The controlling idea for their account may be that if you go with me as your real estate agent, we're going to be really smart about getting you your dream house. That's it. But then what that controlling idea does is it doesn't allow you to post pictures of you and your family at the beach enjoying some downtime because that doesn't fit within the controlling idea. I'm helping my people get really smart about real estate. So every post that I have, instead of it just being a, a celebration of me or a couple that I just helped, it needs to have that piece in there that it's helping my followers be a little bit smarter about real estate and reminding them that I'm the strategic partner that they need to work with. I mean, ours for Business Made Simple is practical advice from the world's best business coaches you can implement to grow your business today. And that's it. And we even bold that today piece. And if you go and follow Business Made Simple, you will see it is so much of just bite-sized practical business wisdom that we want you in the, the pace of your life if you, as you're scrolling through to just get some quick takeaways that you can use and implement right away to grow a thriving business. This is a good real-world example. I mean, we had our story brand account and we started to introduce more Business Made Simple content there. But when we had our controlling idea, because we want to help people become great marketers and you know get a lot of help with their messaging on StoryBrand Story channel, we couldn't do our same business made simple content there and, and you know play by our own rules. We needed to separate those out. So if someone follows business made simple, get, they get that practical business coaching they can implement right away. If you follow StoryBrand, you're going to get help with your marketing and messaging to help you grow your right. business. So that way we can really stay dialed in and consistent with the value that we're providing. And we're helping that one person transform, and it's a really clear and clean journey. Okay, so now that we've got our controlling idea, I think everybody wants to know this. What's the formula for creating a really great post? Let's stick to Instagram. What's the formula yes, for creating a great Yes, I know everybody's post? thinking, now i got to go do it. I actually got to create it. <laughs> um, you know, we follow, when we're creating a post on Instagram, to stay with that example, the 80-20 rule. And it's a pretty well-known rule in social media, I think, for really good reason. It's just a simple reminder to say, if you're going to be putting out content, 80% of it just needs to be valuable, free, not asking for anything. The other 20% can be asking for something, can actually be calling people to action. It doesn't always have to be a product or a direct, hey, A lead generator could be part of that. It could be a lead generator. It could be a webinar. Hey, go to this page and opt in for our lead generator, my real estate lead generator, or go and, you know, attend my webinar. But the other 80%, if you want to think about it, if you're posting, you know, once a day, Monday through Friday, four days of the week just needs to be free, valuable content. That one other post that week can be about downloading a lead generator, just asking your audience to do something and to even take it one step further, because I know we've got, again, just a lot of business owners that are very hands-on and, and want to do this themselves. If I'm thinking about an actual formula for that content post, that 80% of things, just to take, again, some of the mystery and complication out of it, all you've really got to do is speak to a frustration, maybe make a list of 10 of the most common problems that your customer, your ideal customer has, make a list of 10. Speak to one of those problems, speak to a frustration in the first part of your post. In the second part of your post, offer valuable insights that close that story loop and builds your authority. So remind them, you know, just how they can actually solve that problem or use your authority to solve it for them. And then finally, encourage them to implement what they've learned. Just what you showed them real quick, again, to use our real estate example, that little strategic tip that you and the couple used when you're buying the house Remind them, hey, as you're shopping in the market, you know, remember this quick tip that I told you about as you're browsing houses on Zillow to keep an eye out for this. Just remind them how they can actually use that little bit of expertise that you just dropped in in that post. 
And that's a, an easy one, two, three step when I think of just that valuable free content post that you could type so out five of. A real estate agent, it would be, um, we all want to move into a great house, but we, we only want to move into a house that's a really good investment. So there's the problem. Exactly. Right? I don't know what's a good investment. I don't know what's not. Then the tip would be something like, if you want a great investment, look for a house with a kitchen or bathroom that you can remodel for under five grand. New countertops, paint the cabinets, you know, a new stove or whatever. And you're probably going to get triple your return on that investment. I, I can make a list of some of those houses for you. I like to keep a list. If you want to call me, you can do that. You know, so that's the sort of post, right? If you have a pet store, it might be, look, if you have a dog and that dog is seven, eight, nine years old, you ever see that dog limp, you want to preserve the dog's life as long as possible. Here's three things to do. Don't run the dog anymore. Don't exercise them. Just give them light walks. Uh, you know, use some joint powder, you know, whatever. I'm thinking of my dog, Lucy. By the way, if you want the joint powder, we have it, we're selling it at the store. So it's problem- solution result. Yeah. And I mean, again, it's not a complicated thing to write out to take maybe an hour just to, you know, here's some problems. Here's the solutions we provide. Here's the success our customers will feel. And I'll go and implement what we've talked about in this post. Again, this is why I would really encourage the business owners listening that are not on social media. If you do this, you're constantly reminding the people that follow you of the problem that you solve. You're continuing to show that authority in the space that you know how to solve that problem and you know these strategic tips that people should be using to get the house that they love and then just encouraging them to implement it. And, and then for that other 20%, whether you have a showing that's coming up that week or a lead generator, five quick tips for buying your next house that somebody's going to go and opt in and download, you've done such a good job being consistent, showing up, delivering value and, and establishing your authority as a really smart real estate investor, a real estate agent, that people will opt in for those things. And now they're on your list and now you're able to really have so much better of a chance of working with them and having them as a customer just because you did these simple steps on social media. That's oh, really fantastic. And, you know, also just be aware that if you're just getting on social media, if, you, if we've convinced you to get on, you're going to get one follower and then two, and then sooner or later you'll check and there's four, and sooner or later you'll, you'll check and there's eight. But look what's happening. It's doubling. So the compound interest on that over a year or two, if you are consistent and constantly provide value and you have a controlling idea you should be able to grow your social media and it should generate leads, measurable leads that you can actually uh, take to the bank, literally. Tyler, there's a lot more that you and I are going to talk about. Business Made Simple has a live stream coming up. It's a member-exclusive Q&A on how to drive sales using social media. That's going to happen Thursday, November 18th. So mark your calendar for that. If you're a Business Made Simple platform subscriber at businessmadesimple.com, if you're not a Business Made Simple member, go to businessmadesimple.com and subscribe today. We'll give you access to that. If you want to use social media to actually grow revenue for your business, not just show pictures of your dog, but grow revenue, we're giving you a five-step plan, and it's going to help you do that. You're going to get that on this live stream. Plus, we'll be answering your social media questions live. Go to businessmadesimple.com, subscribe today, and join us for the live stream Q&A on November 18th. If you want to see what this looks like in action, the formula for crafting a post and how to stick to a controlling idea and show up consistently on social media in a way that grows your business and, and drives leads and revenue, 
go and follow StoryBrand. Go follow Business Made Simple. And you can actually see what this looks like in action. But uh, again, we just want more business owners to be active on social media, to see that it's just another opportunity to connect with customers, remind those customers of the problem that you solve and the solutions that your business provides. We want to take the mystery out of it. Go and follow StoryBrand and Business Made Simple. See how we're doing it there. And feel free to copy our process and copy our formulas to, to create your own great social media presence that grows your business. Tyler, it's going to be fun to continue this conversation and give people a practical tool they can actually use. The problem with social media, or I think the tension that we feel, is it's the equivalent of standing up in front of a crowd. It's the equivalent of public speaking. It's the same fear. You just sit there and you type it all out, and then you just look at it and go, oh, you shouldn't see this. I don't want to see this. You know? And then you delete it, and then about 30 minutes later, you just walk away and you haven't posted anything. <laughs> that's, um, that's probably what a lot of us are dealing with. So these formulas actually help a lot. Well, listen, at the end of every episode, I give you a plan of action from today's coaching conversation. These are the main takeaways you can immediately implement to strengthen and grow your business. This time, I want to give you some examples, all right? One I just thought of because it's football season and I'm, I'm a Seahawks fan becoming a Titans fan. Titans are having a great season. It's easy to become a fan. But I'm wondering, you know, I'm watching the Titans game, watching them, them play Kansas City, kill, crush, crush Kansas City. And uh, I'm looking at empty seats in the stadium. I'm looking at Nissan Stadium, I'm looking at the empty seats. Then about a third of the seats are taken up by Chiefs fans. That's what you get when you live in, in, a, in a vacation city. You, when you live in a destination city, you get the opposing fans. Go, oh, we could go to, we could go to Nashville. Anyway, we got to sell out those seats. Titans, this, this is free advertising for you. All right, let's say you got to sell some seats to the Titan Stadium. And uh, how do you do it with your social media? Well, you know, you got basically, let's just figure out you got three levels of fans that you want to sell to families, corporations, and then maybe like, high-end suites, right? Corporations that would buy a suite. You got family tickets. You want to sell those. Corporate tickets, sales reps, bringing people, and then high-paying, you know, clients who could buy suites. So a, a formula might be for the family, hey, you know, Sunday has gotten a little bit boring for the family, but what would it look like to actually make Sunday the most exciting day of the week for your family? That's the goal at Nissan Stadium. When you come see the Titans, we've got our family package. You can all sit together. Of course, you show pictures of families having fun. And when you do, you create unforgettable family memories for the rest of your life. What are you selling? What's the problem? The problem is Sunday is boring. Uh, what's the solution? A family package of tickets. What's the result? Unforgettable memories. You are not selling football tickets. You're selling family memories and bonding. Well, let's talk about the corporation. The hardest thing to do with a client is to create a bonding memory. It can take years of Zoom calls to do it. But if you actually take a client to one Titans football game, you will have better conversations and earn more trust and get to know each other. It's the equivalent of 50 Zoom sales calls. We now have what we call corporate tickets. These are really great VIP seats right on the 50-yard line. They cost this. How much is it costing you to try to close this deal? Close that deal with a relationship built at a Titans football game. All right, so there you go. You know, there's your corporate post. Then your high-paying clients, one client could be worth a million dollars. Well, multiply that times 20, 30, 50. A corporate suite starts looking like a really good idea. 
while you're watching the Titans unroll their incredible strategy, you're going to talk about your strategy to help your client with their business. That suite is not a luxury investment. It's actually going to save you a lot of money on advertising. There you go. You have to really figure out what you're selling the client. And when you know what you're selling the client, you can reverse engineer the post. What's the formula? Problem, product, result. What's the problem? Ah, you know, I've got to figure out a way to close multi-million dollar deals in a short period of time. I got to find a way to make family Sundays not so boring. Identify that problem and the, the post will write itself. And also the image that you use, you want to show the result. What's the climactic scene now that that problem is solved? And you want to show that in your social media. Think about your business right now. What are some of the problems that you solve? What does life look like without your business? Describe that. Then what is the product that solves that problem? And then make that image the climactic scene now that that product is in that person's life and this, the problem has been resolved. What does their life look like now? The scene is an exhale. It's a celebration that happens now that the problem is solved. Repeat that three to five to seven to 14 times a week. You're going to grow your social media following. You're also going to get lots of leads if, like Tyler said, 20% of those posts are actually leading people to a lead generator in which they give you their email address in order to get some sort of free, valuable information. And then you begin nurturing them from there. Social media is really powerful. You're standing up in front of a group every time you post. You might as well say something that grows your business and earns respect. Fantastic conversation with Tyler Ginn today. It's worked at our company. Everything he talks about, we execute, and it works really well. I know it will work for you too. Don't forget, Tyler is going to be joining us Thursday, November 18th at the Business Made Simple live stream Q&A on social media. We'll both be talking a lot more about this. Then you'll actually be able to say to me and Tyler, I run a pet store. I run a restaurant. I run a gluten-free pizza company. What should I do? We'll give you some ideas. If you're not a Business Made Simple member, you can't come. But if you are a member, it's only 275 bucks. You get a full year of access. We do this 12 times a year. Plus, you get all of our on-demand courses. Just go to businessmadesimple.com and join us on November 18th. Think about how quickly you can make that 275 bucks back if you even learn a formula. And here's some examples on how to make a good social media post. You'll get it back by the end of the day. November 18th, businessmadesimple.com. That's all for this episode. Thanks as always for listening to the Business Made Simple podcast, where every week we help you discover a little something that's wrong with your business, but then we show you how to fix it. I'll see you next week.